Hello, hello, my name is Felicia Goings and I want to welcome you back to WordCast. WordCast is a platform where I help you make what's true in the Bible, true in your life, so you can have peace, light, love, insight, whatever you need, all founded in the Word of God. Let's get started with today's episode. The word focus for today is perception. Perception, the ability to hear, see, or become aware of something through the senses. Now, I have a word from the Lord for you. In this season, do not argue with people over value they don't perceive. Let me say that again. In this season, do not argue with people over value they do not perceive. They don't perceive it. Arguing isn't going to magically make them perceive it. Now, before we do a deep dive into why this is our word for this particular episode, I want you to use your imagination. Imagine that you're on a beach. It's a nice day. It's breezy. The sun is shining. All is well. There's a man on the beach and he approaches you and he has a watch in his hands. And he says, hey, I'll sell you this Rolex for a really great deal if you'll buy it right now. If you'll buy the watch right now, I'll sell it to you for $20. Would you buy that watch? I'll wait a few seconds and let you think about it. You're on the beach. This random guy walks up and has a watch in his hands and he is selling you. He says he'll sell you the watch that he says it's a Rolex and he'll sell it to you for $20. Now, some people would say no, because maybe the watch is fake because a Rolex doesn't cost $20. Some people would say no, because if it is a Rolex, maybe he didn't pay anything for it and got it illegitimately if he's willing to sell it for $20. Some people may say yes, whatever your answer is, okay? Keep working with me. You leave the beach, you go into a jewelry store and it's the Rolex store. You walk up to the counter, the sales clerk shows you their finest watch in the store. You look at the watch, you say, Okay, I like it and I'll take it and I'll pay $20 for it. And the sales clerk says, no, that, that's not the price. You know, this is the price of the Rolex. And you say, mm -mm, I think I'll pay the $20 mark for it. Somebody else was going to sell me one anyway for $20. So I should be able to get this one for $20. They were just out there on the beach. Now, the sales clerk is not going to stand there and argue and negotiate with you concerning $20 and a Rolex. They are not going to sell you that watch. And if you stay in there long enough talking about buying their finest watch for $20, they may call security and escort you out. Why? Because perception does not change actual value. There's a value to that merchandise and your perception based off what somebody did at the beach, what somebody tried to sell it to you for $20 and you know, whatever the reason you didn't buy it there, but you want to go to the actual Rolex store and try to work the same deal. No. Why? Because they value their product. I gave the Rolex scenario as an example to segue back into what I shared with you earlier. Don't argue with people over value they don't perceive. Now, our word focus is perception. Stick with me here. So as I was studying this out and getting clarity on what the Lord wanted me to share for this particular episode, one of the things that was highlighted to me was this. He put this on my heart. Make sure that you're not the one who doesn't perceive all of the value in your own life or your own self in this season of your life. Make sure you are not the one 
who doesn't perceive your own value, your value as a person in here and the value of some things that God has been doing in your life that you may not even recognize. The Lord said, because value can be present, but not perceived. And you are in a season of life right now where you do not need to waste time arguing with another person, even if that person is yourself, about value that is not perceived. The Lord said, because value can be present and not be perceived. Now, if y'all have tuned into WordCast long enough, you know that I say, don't just accept things. I don't care if it's me or anybody else. If a person says something came from God or the Lord said this, or even if you hear somebody up teaching, Make sure that what you're hearing is actually rooted in the word of God. This is something to remember for those of you who don't already know this. God will not speak something to you in your spirit or in your heart or give you a thought that contradicts his word. When it's the Lord, it will also be in alignment with scripture. Now, sometimes we may not know where those particular scriptures are or what the scripture is. We're just hearing from the Lord, walking it out the best that we can. And then later, the Holy Spirit may bring us across the actual scripture that the Lord was speaking from. But I'm telling you, you have to say, where is that in the word? Ask that question when, when you hear something and maybe it don't sound all the way right or maybe it sounds way beyond you. Ask the question, Lord, where is that in the word? Or if somebody's up teaching or preaching or you watch something on YouTube and you're not quite grasping it and they're they're using a point of reference. Look the scriptures up that they're referencing. That is one of the things that I started doing in my childhood. I do not trust another person's relationship with God above my relationship with God. The reason being is because I have no intention of deceiving myself. So I want the truth. I want to hear the truth. And if somebody is teaching me from the word, God absolutely anoints us. He gifts us to, to, to be teachers, speakers, preachers, evangelists, all those different things in the body of Christ. Whatever our gifting is, we have to walk in that. And we have to make sure we're walking in accuracy by speaking from the word. So even when we get a word from God, a lot of times I'll hear God say something. And what I'll do before starting the episode, I'll say, okay, Lord, give me a scripture to reference here because I believe you. I know that this is in the word, but for the people who are going to tune in here, I don't want them dependent upon my word. I want them dependent upon your word and to know that my words are coming from your word, which is the truth. The other thing with that, too, is if if you do hear something and it's not the voice of God, if it's the voice of reason or a person or an enemy or something like that, all you got to do is listen long enough. The enemy is the father of lies. So it is natural and automatic that he lies so anytime a spirit a thought or something that is not of god is speaking to you dropping thoughts in your head or saying things through people around you all you have to do is listen long enough and eventually you're going to hear the lie or you're going to hear the contradiction uh that's different than what this this bible says so that's just an extra tip so where is this in the word the lord said value can be present but not perceived where is this in the word God will not speak something that contradicts his word. So we're going to look at Isaiah chapter 43, verse number 19. That's our anchor scripture for this particular episode. And I'm already flipped over there. So um, if you have your Bible handy, 
open it up to Isaiah chapter 43, verse number 19. Listen to this, y'all. It says, Behold, I am doing a new thing. Now it springs forth. Do you not perceive it and know it? And will you not give heed to it? I will even make a way in the wilderness and rivers in the desert. So if you watch the episode on how to study the Bible and understand it better, I'm going to hit those three basic points really quickly in this just to show you how it works. The first point was read it slowly out loud. So I just read it. Behold, I am doing a new thing. Just let that simmer. God is talking. Now it springs forth. Do you not perceive it and know it? And will you not give heed to it? I will even make a way in the wilderness and rivers in the desert. So read it slow out loud. Number two, ask yourself, who is the scripture talking to? So we know that God can be speaking in a scripture, but God can also be listening when we're reading these verses and other people are talking. In this scripture, God is speaking. He says, behold, I am doing a new thing. I am. Who is God talking to in this scripture? We talked about the five types of people, the new believer, the unbeliever, the carnal Christian, the spiritually mature person, and the false believer. These are things that I'm referencing throughout WordCast because it's unchanging in the word. God is talking to his children in this particular scripture. God is everybody's creator, but he is not everybody's father. And this is the unique thing about having a relationship with God. When we're born into the earth, we don't get to choose who our parents are. But in the case with God, that is the time in our life where we get to choose who our father is going to be. It's nothing but two fathers. Now, I'll let you search the word yourself to find out who the other father is that has fathered some children in this world. We won't even mention his name. Um, but <laughs> God, the father, Jehovah, um, Elohim, El Shaddai, all of these nicknames for, for God, the God of the Bible is a father to those who accept him as a father. The third point that I gave you in the episode about how do we understand the Bible better, approach the scriptures with a humble heart. That's point number three that I gave you. Approach the scriptures with a humble heart. That means that if what you believe is different than what you come across in the Bible, the Bible is right. <laughs> we don't change the Bible. We change what we believe. So we don't end up with cults and, and little religious sects that like, I don't know, suck people out of society and have them wearing bonnets and stockings all their life and no makeup and no fun and, you know, no, I don't know where I'm going with that. But anyway, let me get back on track. Um, we see that this scripture is God speaking. We know that this scripture is speaking to believers, his children, people who have believed in him as father. So out of those five people, the unbeliever, the new believer. Yes, God is talking to the new believer, the carnal Christian, even though they carnal and they, they working some stuff out and having challenges in the flesh and all of those different things and not spiritually mature. Yes, God is talking to that person who's struggling right now in a particular area, but they do believe God. They are a child of God. He's also talking to the spiritually mature. He is not talking to the false believer. He's not. He's not talking to that false believer. This is for children of God. If you're hearing this, it's very intentional. This is not 
random you just clicked on this video and i am telling you the word of the lord is in this episode for you if you are hearing this why i pray over the people who listen i pray and i ask that the right people this episode will reach the right people and if it reached you whether you clicked on it before and didn't finish it or you clicked and you stopped or you clicked and you're watching the whole thing, it's for you. But see, the same way God can be everybody's creator, but not everybody's father, you have to receive this as a word from God specifically for you, no matter what level that you're at in life, if you're hearing it. One of the things that I know in, in, in being intentional is my life is not random, nor are the things that I do random. They're orchestrated by the Holy Spirit and they're very purposeful. So I just want to give you that as reassurance and encouragement because it's so vital that you get what I'm about to share. This scripture says, behold, I am doing a new thing. That's Isaiah 43, 19. That's present tense. So if you're hearing this word, that particular scripture, it is talking to you right now, presently where you are in your life. Your current age, your current weight, your current whatever, right now, present tense for you. God is saying, I am doing a new thing in your life right now. Stop for a moment and examine yourself. Are you perceiving it? Do you know it? The, the, the exact verse is, do you not perceive and know it? And will you not give heed to it? Like, hey, wake up. I'm doing a new thing. Will you not give heed to it? My question for you, how do we take heed to something? We have to first perceive it. We've got to perceive what's happening before we even know like, oh, this is something that I'm supposed to be doing or this is a gift for me or this is something that I'm supposed to be walking in. So this is the big question. How do we shift our perception so that we can perceive more clearly and easily what God is doing in our life, in our family, in our business, uh, what his will, what his plan is for right now. The new thing that he's talking about in this scripture. Three things. Now, I'm not saying that these are the only three things. These are just three things that I'm going to share with you right now. Number one, understand that you have a sixth sense. So seeing, hearing, taste, smell, feeling, your five senses, you have a sixth sense called faith. Faith has the ability to clock, y'all, when I was doing the Bible study on this, I was getting so turned up. Let me, okay, I'm gonna calm down so I can share <laughs> what had me turned up. Faith has the ability to clock what God is doing spiritually in your life before it ever shows up in the natural. I was writing this note out, listening to the Holy Spirit, uh, reading scriptures in the word. And it was becoming so clear to me that scripture that says uh, God will make you the head and not the tail above and not beneath. That's not a natural. The natural comes second. What comes first is you being made the head in the spirit above and not beneath in the spirit first. And the natural follows suit. What is it that I'm talking about? This sixth sense. Faith has the ability to clock what God is doing spiritually in your life before it ever shows up in the natural. Why do we need to clock it spiritually first? So we can prepare and know what season that we're in. So we can aim at a specific target that we're supposed to be aiming at, shoot, and we don't miss, figuratively speaking. What, what's that, that target where you shoot and you don't miss? Making right decisions at the right time concerning the right 
situations and things. Just deciding, being uh, decisive, understanding, okay, this choice, that choice, I'm going to go in that direction because I perceive the new thing spiritually that the natural realm has no evidence of yet. But I perceive something spiritually that God is doing and I need to align my decisions with what I am perceiving by faith. Faith is your sixth sense. I did not have this in my notes, but I need to turn to this scripture and I'm going to pull my laptop up because I forgot the address of the scripture. But I need to find this scripture. And y'all are probably familiar with this where it talks about what faith is. Hebrews chapter 11, verse number one. Okay, here we go. Here we go. Y'all might be familiar with this. This is your sixth sense. Now, faith is the substance of things hoped for. The evidence of things not seen so i told you when we started perception the ability to see hear or become aware of something through your senses your natural senses faith doesn't require your natural senses to pick up on anything for something to be true for you or to manifest in your life you can have zero dollar and perceive that you are going to walk in an abundance of wealth and be able to set generations of people free from poverty and lack mindsets. And you have zero dollars. By faith, you will move. Faith is the evidence. There's a belief that's propelling and pressing you in your heart from God. It is from God. And guess what happens? When you move long enough by faith, the natural realm starts responding and yielding to what your faith said. Faith is the strongest sense out of all of them. So how do we shift? How do we change our perceptions so that we can perceive things right? Number one, we got to acknowledge and know that we have a sixth sense. We don't just need to depend on what our eyes see. We don't just need to depend on what we heard on the news or what somebody told us or taught us. We don't need to just depend on how we feel emotionally because your emotions can change just based off the thoughts that you allow to rest in your mind. But faith, faith is the substance of things. It's invisible, but the thing is present where? In the spirit. Your believing transfers it from that place in the spirit over into this natural realm where your natural senses can now perceive what your faith, your spirit sense, that, that faith is your spirit sense, what it picked up on. That faith is evidence. How do we start perceiving things right? So we know what seasons of life we're in. We know what right decisions to make. We know what moves to make, what moves not to make. We're hearing God. We're following God. We're right there with him. Number one. We understand that we have a sixth sense called faith and we become more intentional about using it and becoming skilled in faith. Number two, look in the mirror so you can see the truth. And number three, do what you see. I'm going to explain this. Let's flip over to James chapter one, verse number 22. 
James chapter 1, verse number 22. Y'all, this word is going to get you so right if you meditate on what I'm sharing with you and make sure that you look at these scriptures and study them out yourself outside of the episodes because God will absolutely speak to you. He'll tell you things that I didn't even mention in the episode. You'll get fresh revelation. Feel free to comment below and share those things with me as well. As we both uh, go through this word together. James chapter 1 verses number 22 through 25. I told you number two, look in the mirror so you can see the truth. Number three, do what you see. Let's read this. Here we go. Uh, James chapter 1 verse number 22. It says, I'm reading the Amplified Classic Version. But be doers of the word. Obey the message and not merely listeners to it. Betraying yourself. Come, I'm about to throw this pillow. <laughs> okay, 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 here we go. Restart, restart. Betraying yourselves into deception by reasoning contrary to the truth. The word is your mirror. God's word has the truth about who you were created to be. God's word has the truth that you are not somebody who was intended to be condemned. God's word has the truth that you are not somebody who's supposed to live in sickness, disease, or lack of any kind. God's word is true that you're not supposed to have relationships and friendships and stuff that feel like hell on earth. They're supposed to feel like heaven on earth. Solid, good, wholesome relationships that sharpen you and help you grow. Not that there's never a difficulty no but you can work through the difficulty god's word doesn't promise that we're gonna have toxic family ties no god's word is a restorer and saying when you hear the truth of the word when i'm showing you the scriptures when you're tuning in to episodes or watching messages and others on uh on other mediums or wherever you're tuning in and you choose to do the opposite of what the word is saying it's not a uh, my bad. I, I can't be doing God like that. No, listen at what the word says. It says, if you are just a listener of the word and you're not really practicing what it is that you're learning, you're betraying yourself. You're betraying yourself. God told you, leave that man alone. Hey, uh, and I don't know who this is for. That's a married person. I'm talking specifically to somebody. It may be one young lady. You just need to hear this particular part. So excuse me, everybody else. God said, leave that man alone. In part, in addition to all the other reasons why, the number one reason is because that person is married. You're not respecting the covenant of God just because he doesn't respect his marriage. Ooh, I cannot say what. Okay, I'm sorry. Y'all, God give me very specific things. And sometimes I shy back i was like i don't want to say that because i don't want to offend or hurt people but my commitment is to the lord and i know that if i don't share the truth people could end up in very hurtful situations god told you to leave that man alone because he's married and he's not going to not be married anytime soon this is he is married with his wife and family and what you're doing is not right. That's why God is telling you to leave him alone. Now, I'm giving you the truth from God. I'm, I'm showing you in the word. 
if you continue to move in a relationship with a person that God has told you this is not right for you and it violates, it's very violating. Look at what you're doing to an, an, another woman. It don't matter. You have to take response. We have to take responsibility for how we treat people, even how we treat strangers. Even if it's a stranger on the street, I don't want to do anything that even betrays a stranger on the street. I don't have to know you to not want to betray you, right? So if God is giving you, I might need to do a short and take this out the episode because I'm talking to a specific person. God operates with me through something called word of knowledge, where I get knowledge of things that I have no natural insight into. A person can give me a name sometimes and I'll be able to pray through uh, what they need help with without knowing any other details. That is the Holy Spirit in operation on the inside of me. So what I'm getting right now for this specific person, the reason why God told you to leave this individual alone, one of the reasons aside from all of the other issues and stuff with the scenario is that they are married. They're still married and they're going to be married. They are not going to leave. <laughs> this is the word of the Lord. And you are shunning your value from God and you are putting yourself on display and serving yourself to something and someone who's not going to serve you any better than they already have. And it's important to know that as you hear that word from me, as you hear that word from the Lord, if you don't take heed to it, the Bible says you are betraying yourself. Okay, so now let's jump back in the episode. If you don't take heed to the truths of God's word when he's pointing something out to you in scripture or when he's just touching your heart and saying, daughter, son, we need to talk. We need to look at this or, hey, I want you to do this deal. I don't want you to do that deal. It says when you're doing the opposite, you're just hearing God and you're not obeying. You're betraying yourself into deception by reasoning contrary to the truth. Here's the reasoning part, y'all. It's going to make logical sense. The disobedience is going to make logical sense. You're not just crazily saying, oh, no, I'm going to disobey God. No, it's, it makes logical sense. It's reasoning, sense and reasoning, what you can perceive in the natural. And what you're forgetting is that you have a sixth sense. And if you check in with your spirit, your inner man, using that sixth sense of faith, becoming skilled in that. And we can do some episodes on that, too. You check in. You won't even have peace about what you were about to do. You will be able to look back on situations and say, God told me not to do that. I know he told me not to do that because I didn't have peace when I did it. But it made sense on paper to go ahead and do it. Faith in your spirit always supersedes what's on paper. The Bible says if the truth, if what you're getting, if the reasoning, if it's contrary to the truth, it is going to deceive you and you're going to betray yourself by moving forward with it. So stop and listen. I, I don't, I'm sidetracking right now from my, my lesson and the outline of what I wanted to share. But this is, I feel this point is so important for us to understand. So many people are betraying themselves and they think disobedience to God has more to do with God. God's still going to be God. God is still going to be blessing. God is still going to be almighty. God is still going to be loving, caring, merciful, and kind. You... <laughs> How are you going to be doing after that disobedience? And I heard somebody uh, say this, a brilliant person. I heard them say, the pain of disobeying God will always be worse 
than any pain associated with obedience. That's so powerful and profound. The pain of disobeying God. If it's some pain associated with obedience where it's like, man, I know the Lord telling me to do this deal, but this one paying more money. Okay, go over there with the one that's paying more money. And guess what you're going to be exchanging? Your peace. No amount of money is worth your peace. Guess what else you're going to be exchanging? Your health. No amount of money is worth your health. Versus over here, it seemed less at the time, but you didn't see the big truckload coming through the back door to make up the difference in a, in a, in a fresh, new way. So I'll go back to what we, what we started with our anchor scripture. Isaiah 43, 19. Behold, I'm doing a new thing. Now it springs forth. Do you not perceive it and know it? Remember that sixth sense of faith helps you know things in advance of the natural and your five senses catching up with what God is doing, that new thing that he's doing. Okay, let me get back to my notes and get back on track here. Whew, okay, I had to get that out. The the This is the thing too. This platform is, is not mine. WordCast is something that I started with the Lord, but I, I, I'm going to be honest with you. I would not do this if it wasn't God speaking. I would not do this just sharing my thoughts, my opinions with you. No, my opinion may or may not change your life, but I know this word will change your life because it has changed my life. It has changed the lives of other people that I have walked with and that heed to this word. Um, prayer changes lives, changes circumstances. So I, I want to make it very, very clear. I take what I do so seriously, man, because sometimes you don't see the stuff that has to happen before the camera. I was so tired. I knew I needed to get this episode done. And soon, as soon as I finished the Bible study and I wrote like the last note, being prayerful over the word and the scriptures. I immediately just got so tired and sleepy, like I needed to lay down. And I remember something that the Lord was telling me the other night when I went to bed really, really, really late. And I was taking my makeup off. And what I got was sometimes you can't see yourself finishing something. You might be tired. You don't see the end of it, whatever. But when you start, everything you need to finish will come. But the issue is that some people don't even start to finish. So I'm doing jumping jacks. I'm doing high knees. I'm doing whatever to wake myself up. Like, no, I'm not going to sleep. No, like I have to get this done now. I'm not going to sleep. My The schedule, the work, whatever it is, I have to get it done now. And I can honestly say, after I started recording, all of that just left. And I just thought about it right now. I'm not even sleeping no more. As a matter of fact, I'm turned up. That's what the word will do for you. A lot of people dealing with depression, procrastination, suicidal thoughts, lethargic, lazy, lackadaisical thing. Sometimes your remedy is just getting in this word for a little bit of time. Sometimes your remedy is I'm going to go forward and do the thing that the Lord is telling me to do. Y'all, I'm all outside the outline. But I'm so thankful because I would rather the Holy Spirit help me be prepared and be in the right neighborhood. And when I start driving in that neighborhood and teaching, then we turn down the street. He wants us to be down because he knows who's listening to this thing. All right, let's jump back in this wrap up and then we'll do our decrees and close this episode out. How do we start perceiving things right? Number one, we understand that you have a sixth sense. We got to become skillful more skillful at faith 
Number two, look in the mirror so you can see the truth. Number three, do what you see. This is the mirror of truth. This tells us our identity in Christ. This tells us who we are as kings and queens on the earth. I'm not talking about this uh, black power, kings and queens stuff. I ain't got no problem with it. No problem with it at all. Mm -mm. I'm talking about literally the royalty of Jesus Christ pumping through my spiritual veins because he's king of kings, because he's Lord of lords, and I'm his child. And if you've accepted him as king, if you've accepted him as Lord, you're his child too. That's what I'm talking about. All right, hopefully that doesn't come off the wrong way, the whole black power thing. I, I, I'm not a advocate of black power, white power, brown power. I'm an advocate of the power of God and the power of humanity as one uh, human race. And yeah, I'll just stop there. All right, James chapter one, verse number 22. But be doers of the word, obey the message and not merely listeners to it betraying yourselves into deception by reasoning contrary to the truth you got some reasoning and some advice or some understanding somewhere outside of the counsel of god that's what that is it's certain situations i ain't gonna call certain people about it because i know they're gonna give me counsel out of their experience there are certain times where other people's experience is very very beneficial there are certain things in life you need the word for yourself so i'm gonna call and get wise counsel with somebody who's gonna speak the word to me not somebody who's gonna tell me their uh opinion or or, or their experience alone without the word all advice is not wisdom and, and we've got to be comfortable and okay knowing that verse number 23 for if anyone listens to the word without obeying it and being a doer of it he is like a man who looks carefully at his own natural face in a mirror. For he thoughtfully observes himself and then goes off and promptly forgets what he was like. It's saying if you just you should go into church, you just hearing the scripture, you hearing the word, or you're looking at something on YouTube, or you uh, watching wordcasts, or listening to wordcasts on one of the platforms, or you know, you're talking to a friend, you're getting advice. And then you just go do what you want to do. You're not going to do anything that you're here. You're not applying anything. It says you are like a person who looks in the mirror and thoughtfully examines yourself. And then you just forget what you were even like. You're a hearer of the word, but you're not a doer of the word. And what hearer only, hearers, how do I say this? What a person who only hears but doesn't consistently apply and do ends up doing is betraying woo, Holy Spirit is betraying themselves into deception by reasoning contrary to the truth. We think we're right about something when the Bible says what is right. If what I think I'm right about contradicts what this word says, what I think is wrong truth is not subjective not god's truth not the word of god i don't care what law get passed if the law get passed and it contradicts the bible the law is wrong and those people have to deal with that stuff that's why it's so important for people who do understand the word to go into spaces outside the church need to be in government need to be in all these places not just complaining and gossiping about some go to work do the work 
you don't like how the entertainment uh industry looking don't be talking about people in music when you ain't never been in the studio don't be talking about people in music or film when you're not investing time praying for people I'm, let me let me stay focused let me stay focused holy spirit verse 23 for if anyone only listens to the word without obeying it and being a doer of it he is like a man who looks carefully at his own natural face in a mirror for he thoughtfully observes himself and then goes off and promptly forgets what he was like last verse 25 but he who looks carefully into the faultless law, the law of liberty, and, and, and we can dissect that. And, and we're talking about the word of God, not the Mosaic law, not the Ten Commandments uh, in that verse. He who is who looks into the law of liberty and is faithful to it and perseveres in looking into it, being not a heedless, that word again, heeding. Being not a heedless listener who forgets, but an active doer who obeys. He shall be blessed or she shall be blessed in his or her doing, his life or her life of obedience. It says, if you are not a heedless listener and you actively obey God, you are going to be blessed in your life of obedience. So how do we start perceiving things right? Number one, we got to look beyond the five senses and understand that we have a sixth sense of faith and, and, and start cultivating and becoming more skilled in faith. There's some stuff that some of y'all are, you, it's in your heart, it's in your spirit to do it because you got faith for it in there. You may not be actively moving on it yet, but you got faith for it because that's something that God has for you. It may not be visible or present in the natural right now, but it will come to pass if you don't give up on that thing and if you live this life where you obey what the Lord tells you to do. So if he says, start the company, okay, you got a nine to five. If God gives you the word to start the company, he know you got a nine to five. <laughs> he knows. You have the ability to do whatever God says. There is a way. You just got to be willing to take those baby steps and walk into the fullness of it. You don't have to do fullness in a day. How do you eat an elephant? There's this saying in business that I've used before when, when I give project plans or proposals to people and the scope of work seems daunting. And I'm like, how do you do this? How do you eat an elephant? All in one day? No, you eat an elephant one bite at a time. Now, I still don't know why anybody would want to eat an elephant. I don't want to eat an elephant, but it's just the same. How do we start perceiving things right? Number one, understand that we have a sixth sense. That sixth sense is faith. Number two, look into the mirror. This is your mirror. It's going to reflect the truth back to you. Even when you come to it, if you feel dirty, if you feel you ain't right, if you messed up, if you're Oh, repenting and saying, Lord, forgive me. It wasn't right how I said that or what I did. And, you know, let me call and apologize. Or, you know, I didn't mean it that way. I was hangry. I was hungry and tired. I'm sorry. Like, whatever it is that we have to do to repent or whatever the case may be, um, this word, when we come to it in those state, it's not reflecting back to us the natural. It's reflecting back to us the goodness of the spirit, the value, the wonderful, lovely things that God says about us. It is reminding us of our value. It's reminding us of the standard of God over our life, that he doesn't want us hurt, that he doesn't want us beaten, broken down, bruised, that he wants us to be the head and not the tail. He wants us to be above and not beneath. So 
We look into the mirror. That's number two. So we can see the truth. And number three, we do what we see. Read James chapter one, the whole chapter yourself after the episode. Please take a few minutes, man, to today or, or tomorrow, whenever you can read that whole thing. It's going to bless you. Obedience is not this hard, arduous thing. God will actually work in your heart to make it easier for you to obey certain things. It's, it's a matter of your heart changing and you loving God more than anything else more than anyone else more than any this more than any that obedience becomes a piece of cake when you start loving him in that number one top spot the 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 work of the enemy is not to make god last on anyone's list you can still go to church you can be religious you can still be a good person the goal of the enemy is make god number two long as he's not first i can i can i can get you in some some way i can finagle in and and shake some stuff up that never was supposed to be shaken up and that's why it may not happen overnight but you start praying lord help me love you more than anything i want you to be number one in my life i don't know if you are right now um i want you to be or maybe you know he's not right now ask him he'll help you it's a person that you're talking to person of the lord jesus and that's one of the things i did in my life i was like man yeah, I'm not going to be able to sit up here with and act like I could just love you on my own more than anything. Like, it's certain stuff I like. <laughs> I might. I, and if I start liking something too much, now you God said lay it down. And I'm like, ooh, can't lay that down. Can't let that go. Ooh, don't want to lose that. I don't like that feeling. I don't like that feeling in life. I don't I don't like it. Being in bondage to anything but the the Lord and the love of God. Because I know that that's not going to fail. Love never fails. And anything that you can't separate from or let go if the Lord says to, you love that more than God. And it's okay to acknowledge that. It's healthy to acknowledge that. We need to talk about those things. And so when our perception isn't right. And we perceive things how we want to perceive things. Just remember, we're betraying ourselves. Why? Because we love something more than God. Uh, we, you know, the Lord say in this season, don't argue about your value. Set your price. If the, if the price ain't right, for the, the walk away. <laughs> this is not for everybody. But, but those of you who this is for, set your price. If the price isn't right, walk away. If the price isn't right to the other side, walk away. Don't you dare discount your value. Now, some of y'all prices is too high for certain things. I have experienced it where I'm like, now, the market value for this is this. Why are you charging me this? And I ask those questions and I'll talk to people. Or you go in a store in another country and they try to hustle you. And it's like, what is the swimsuit don't cost 200 us dollars this same swimsuit is on amazon for ten dollars and i can have it shipped to america what is this that you are trying to do to uh-uh no 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 no. i just want to share that with you because sometimes we just need to shift our perception 
We need to have the right perceptions. We we don't perceive things right. We just perceiving out of what we see. We just perceiving out of what we hear. We just perceiving out of what it looked like right now. We're not perceiving through that sixth sense of faith. When you start perceiving your life whoo, through the sixth sense of faith, it's some stuff in this natural. You said that's temporary. That's temporary. That's temporary. That's temporary. You temporary. That over there is temporary. Why? Because my new thing is coming. Why? Because my new thing is springing forth. Why? Because I'm not negotiating my value. Why? Just like when you go to the Rolex store in that scenario and you wanted to pay $20 for the top of the line watching the store, they're not negotiating with you. They're going to put you out eventually because they're going to think something is wrong with you for not valuing something that's in front of you. The reason why we don't value certain things sometimes outside of perception is ignorance. We don't even know what something is worth. It's a lot of men don't know what women are worth. It's a lot of women who don't know what men are worth. We have to understand the worth of human beings, the worth of each other, the worth of ourselves. We find those things by looking in the mirror. God's word is a mirror that will teach us how to value one another. We need to just perceive right. Stop just perceiving with the physical eyes and, and, and senses alone and get over into faith and be able to see, you know, your child may not be acting right right now. Your relative, your loved one may not be flying the straight and narrow path for their life. But if you get over there in that sixth sense of faith, you get to praying in the Holy Spirit. You get to read what the scriptures say about the, the family of the righteous and you can pray up some stuff into their future that will change their life. I'm going to stop there. Let's do our decrees. Um, leave me comments, write me on social media, DM me if you have questions or thoughts or things that you want to share. I want to interact and engage with you. And I'm sorry if I'm looking out the window, it's like busy LA traffic right outside <laughs> the window. And so as I was wrapping the episode up, my eye line was just going over to the cars. So I apologize about that. But, um, Let's say our decrees, but first I feel led to pray over you for this particular episode. So, Father God, I thank you for every person watching, every person listening. I ask that every single person tuning in be set free from any wrong perception that they are holding about themselves, about their value, about their weight, about the aesthetic of how they're made up physically, about their mindset, about their abilities, about their business, about their life. Even perceptions present day that's based off things that happened on the in the past. I pray that they be released in the name of Jesus from every wrong, false perception. And I ask that you give them wisdom concerning the truth of your word and guide them to see who they are in the mirror of this word. And speak that as we say these decrees, they will edify us, they will lift us up, they will empower us. And they will help to propel us forward into who you've called us to be. That we don't negotiate or argue our, uh, about our value with someone or something that doesn't perceive it. No. We cling to the truth in Jesus' name. Father, I love these people. And I know that you love them. You love them so much more than we even know. You, you love us so deeply. And you're not angry. You're not upset. You're loving and you're trustworthy. And I just thank you right now for working in the heart and mind of every single person tuning in. And I declare that this word is food to their soul and their spirit and their mind. And that it produces a rich harvest in their life. And it's in Jesus name that I pray that. Amen.
All right, I want you to say these decrees after me. I don't argue my value if it's not perceived. I trust what the word of God says about me. God is doing a new thing in my life. Right now, I trust what the word of God says about me. I value myself. I value my time. And I trust what the word of God says about me. I value others. I value their time. And I trust what the word of God says about me. From today forward, I'm walking in alignment with the new thing God is bringing my way. I don't argue my value if it's not perceived. I trust what the word of God says about me. My name is Felicia Goins. I love you so much. I appreciate this time with you on WordCast and I'll talk to you soon. Bye.